When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Crayshon's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. Hey everybody, I'm Chris Fafalius and I'm the producer of Chris Makes a Podcast and the host of the One Hit Thunder Podcast. And I'm Matt Kelly, host of Horror Movie Night and the producer slash the head of content for the Geekscape Podcasting Network. Between the two of us, we have, believe it or not, 25 years of podcasting experience and we want to help you start your own podcast. We know podcasting and we want to share that knowledge with you. So whether you're new to podcasting or you want some feedback on your currently active podcast, we want to help. Or perhaps you're just overwhelmed with all of the editing work. Well, we can help you with that also. You can check out our website at weknowpodcasting.com for more information. We're excited to help your podcasting dreams become a reality. So let's talk about a show that no one remembers. Dude, talk about a show that I've never even heard of. I didn't know this existed. When you said, we're going to watch Great News Christmas episode, yada, yada, yada. I was like, was this some like show from the 80s that I just, that nope, just like, missed? Three years ago. I'm like, okay. So I'm looking it up and it was actually right before you pulled up to my house that I had watched it. I'm like, this thing's on Netflix, 2017 to 2018. What the hell? What what even is this? What did I miss? And I put it on, and instantly, as soon as I start watching it, actually, I pull up the menu, and in one of the thumbnails is Tina Fey sitting yeah. at the table, and I'm like, okay, all right, but that's not the episode we watched. So I'm like, all right, let me click on this episode. And as soon as it starts, I'm like, someone made a not-so-good 30 Rock. Yeah, so... <laughs> So here's my story of great news. Yeah, go for it. So we're going to travel back about four years ago. We're going to travel back to the year 2017 specifically. Mm. October, well, it was probably in the summer. So July, August 2017, 
So right around the time we start getting ready for Halloween. Yeah. July and August. Yeah. <laughs> I meet a woman on the internet and I hit it off and we're talking a whole bunch. Only downside with this woman from the internet is that she lives in Salt Lake City, Utah. I was going to say, is this going to have like a dark turn? No, no. Okay, uh, cool. A little bit. <laughs> so we're talking- It was actually Jimmy up the road. Yeah, no, so we're talking a whole bunch. We're like, literally, I'm like, this person is amazing. Yeah, awesome. So I was like, I'm going to come out and visit you. Like, cool. I'm going to, for my birthday, for October, I'm going to travel to Sa- to Salt Lake City for a weekend, and we're going to hang out. I'm also going to bring a guest so you don't murder me. No, 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 no. I was like, let's just do You're this. You're going for it, dude. <laughs> so I buy the tickets. I book the hotel. We make all these plans. We're like, oh, we're going to hit this water park. We're going to do this thing. Like, we have yeah. all these plans. Two weeks beforehand, she goes, so I just met a guy. He doesn't like the idea that I'm about to meet up with you, so I have to cancel. And I was like, you know what? Fuck it. I bought tickets and I like posted on like the horror movie night page and was like, hey, do we have any listeners that live in Salt Lake City? I'm going to be there this weekend. And there's like one or two people are like, hey, I live out there. I'm like, let's meet up. We'll grab coffee. We'll do lunch, whatever. So I'm like, I'm going to Salt Lake City. Yeah. I'm going to have your life. I'm going to have a weekend. So I'm on this plane and I've never seen this before, nor have I seen it after. But the plane had a sponsorship from NBC where they were just playing NBC shows on the TV screens the whole time. If you know anything about Matt or I, this sounds like an amazing flight. So <laughs> so it gets crazier. I always have an iPod set with like exactly the music that I want to be listening to yeah. at that point. So I have my headphones on, but I'm looking at the TV and I'm watching an episode of Great News with no audio. Are, are the are the captions on? The captions are on, so I'm like okay, kind of right. I'm so kind you can of following, follow along a little and I'm bit. like, this is ridiculous. Yeah, but I was like kind of laughing just reading the subtitles. So I get to Salt Lake City, yeah, downpour city for the entire weekend. Oh shit! So I can't even go and do anything. So I'm in the hotel room, and I binge the entire series of Great News. On Hulu, because I'm like, that show seemed funny. I binged the whole first season, yeah. watched the second season as it aired, and then it was canceled. But that's the the only reason I even know this show existed is because of a plane flight that I took to Salt Lake City. And here's the, here's the reference point for this. I remember that the Sunday, there was a pay-per-view that Sunday. So I ordered a pizza to be delivered to my hotel room, and I just laid in my hotel room and watch the wrestling pay-per-view. And I want to say it was Hell in a Cell. Yeah, yeah, around October. That sounds about right. But it was whatever the pay-per-view was where we were supposed to get uh, Sister Abigail versus the Pumpkin King. And then, like, both of them got, like, the mumps or something. Or Bray Wyatt got sick. I remember this vaguely. And then it became this amazing... It was Finn Balor versus AJ Styles. And it was, like, a show-stoppingly great match. Yeah. I remember nothing else except for we were about to get what was going to absolutely be a bad match that ruined the mystique of two great characters. Yeah. And instead, because of like a virus outbreak backstage that like took Bray Wyatt and Roman Reigns and a bunch of other people like out on sick leave, we got like this unexpected, amazing match in its place. It's amazing to me that you can remember stuff like that. Because as big of a wrestling fan as I am, and I have taken a step back since the pandemic. Yeah. Like it's hard for me to watch. That We've I just I that. remember seeing the build to that and being like, yeah. "This is 
going to be terrible. Yeah, <laughs> like, I I can't tell you like pay per view to pay per view what what's happened probably in the past five years. Yeah. Also, was where I went and saw the greatest haunted attraction I've ever been to, which is Nightmare at Thirteenth Street. Ooh. It's really good. It's really impressive. But all of that to say that I watched <laughs> this show, Great News. Uh, the concept of the show is that this girl gets a job working for this news station and her mom, who is a total empty nester, decides to take an internship working with her at the news station because she just can't stand to not be around her baby girl. Yeah. Uh, and that's pretty much the setup. Like you said, it's it's 30 Rock, but not as good. But there are some really funny lines. Like It's definitely from the same minds that wrote the ridiculous dialogue that we know 30 rock for yeah and there's there are cutaways and just like 30 rock just like scrubs a lot of what happens in the show the plot has kind of moved forward with those brief cutaways to past things that have happened some off the wall things that have happened i mean we even open up with carol who's the the older mother yeah like going through the early Christmases. The early Christmases, which is the number one reason why I wanted to pick this episode. Yeah, okay. Because I watched this episode this Christmas, this past Christmas. Okay. I was re-binging the show as I was trying to get through like the pandemic. Yeah. And I just happened to get to this episode right, I think it was right after we had recorded our Christmas stuff. So maybe it was like early January. Okay. And it was so much how my mom is at Christmas time. Really? Just because she's very like particular about like all of the christmas decorations have to be in the exact right spot and it has to like be this that and the other thing so this stuff where she's just like david get the saran wrap to protect the tree or when she's like i'd like to have blah 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 for breakfast and she's like well the dinner table is set so we can't eat there for the next five days i mean that takes me back to not because of like the proper setup or anything but like thanksgiving and christmas not so much Christmas. It more took me back to Thanksgiving where like you didn't eat anything all day. No. Like, oh, like you starved you, yourself. You starved until dinner time. Christmas, a little different. We'll get into that. You can do a Christmas a little breakfast bit, or but... something like that. But Thanksgiving, there is no Thanksgiving breakfast. You no. hold on until about three or four in exactly. the afternoon. <laughs> exactly. And the whole house smells like delicious oh, God. food. There was family fights yeah. at Thanksgiving time once everyone had a driver's license because I'm kind of like my mom. In okay. the sense of that, it's like, no, like, mom's working real hard in the kitchen. You got to be hungry so that you eat a lot of that food because we don't want to have leftovers. But, like, my brother would just be like, fuck this. I'm going to Burger King. And he would just, like, go to Burger King and get, like, a double cheeseburger. And then I'm sitting there starving watching him eat a double cheeseburger. And I'm just like, oh, God, I could really go for that burger. <laughs> like, it just is very aggressive. It was very, it was a bad time. But, yeah, so that's the setup. We see that Carol is insane about Christmas time. And now everyone has to do Christmas at the news station, which her daughter loves this information. It means that she doesn't get caught up in the insanity that is Carol's Christmas celebration, except for the fact that her boss says, well, you can bring a little bit of Christmas into this place, which is just the The worst thing he could have done. Worst thing he could have done, because now Carol is like, oh, work doesn't count today. It is Christmas time, which I think you and I can kind of relate to. Yeah, I relate to. (laughs) Here's the thing that I don't relate to, and I'm skipping a little bit, and what doesn't make sense to me, and maybe you could clarify this for me a little bit because you've seen this. This is literally the only episode of Great News I've watched. How does she not know what Christmas Carol is? Yeah. Like (laughs) this person who absolutely loves Christmas. I understand she just fell off the balcony, but 
she pops back up. I mean, her ghost her pops back up and is like, I'm fine. I was just doing whatever. But she doesn't know what Christmas is. She's like, oh, this is that Christmas. Uh, uh, the short version is just the setup to the joke of someone okay, saying Carol right, and okay. her being like, yes, that's my name. Yeah. I think also from a character standpoint, you could say that like she doesn't actually care about that element of Christmas. Like for her, Christmas isn't about the specials and the books and stuff. It's yeah. about forcing the family to have a good time forced fun mandatory fun with the family <laughs> toxic positivity yeah so so there are a couple quotes that i wrote down that i want to talk about so the best part of this entire episode in my opinion is, is it fred willard is fred willard who plays is, the the head it is anchor? not i think fred willard had passed on at this point didn't he? no fred willard died this past year this but past year it's the I, other guy from all of those movies then yeah i always it's blank the on guy his name. from um like he's in pitch perfect and nail yeah uh, and, and he's in community i just yeah. watched that community episode last oh, yeah, night the he plays the like, day guy yeah this is the day guy um, i can never remember his name but he's he's very fred willard-esque i in, was actually thinking here right before we recorded i was like it's the not fred willard guy yeah <laughs> they're they are very similar they do a lot of the same movies together they're his storyline is that his son Petey is coming for Christmas and he has no desire to hang out with his son Petey. Yes. John Michael Higgins. Yeah. Yeah. John Michael Higgins. Thank (laughs) you. And his son Petey is played by one of the guys from From Mad Mad TV. TV. Every piece of this story made me laugh. Yeah. Like from him just being like, he's trying to get someone to go pick up his kid and he's like, you get to drive my car. And he's like going through all this stuff and he goes... A broken heating steering wheel, so it gets really hot. Yeah. (laughs) But then you find out that Petey is like a 40-something-year-old man who... Like she's like, your daddy said you'd be wearing a dinosaur jacket, and he's wearing a leather jacket that says Chugasaurus Rex. (laughs) But she's forced to babysit this man who is older than her yes <laughs> and yes. he's there promoting dude wine wine for dudes yeah <laughs> but I, yeah there are so many great lines involving him and one of the ones that made me laugh out loud she's like trying to avoid carol and she's like i don't even want to talk about this i want to hear more about his story of his strategy for playing craps he's like well actually it was a strategy for taking, taking craps <laughs> Like, he's just such a disgusting man-child. And then there's this whole build-up to where the dad is showing her all of the things that he kept that yeah. he's so proud of Petey for. And I he's love like, the first prize-winning science project. Yeah, he beat up that nerd yeah. and took it, yeah, and took it and turned it into a bong. <laughs> so it's all this stuff. But at the very end, he's looking at this card that is a child's drawing of a father and son stick figure and then he closes the card and says Petey age 39 on the back of the card <laughs> like it is every piece of that storyline is yeah. is brilliantly executed when they get into the they're fighting and he's yeah. like I'm gonna punch and he's like block <laughs> he's like how did you know that I was about to throw that punch that I had <laughs> And they start to hug. Yes. And it's like a, a head kiss fight. Yeah. They're <laughs> hugging each other, but they're still acting like they're fighting. And Petey says, I'm trying to fight it off, but the only way that I can is to retaliate with the same attack. And he hugs it back. Like that. See, like I would just rewatch this yeah. for the Petey and his dad. Yeah. Story. It's so fucking funny. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? 
If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Pasta Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. The Carol stuff is whatever. Like, like yeah. the Christmas Carol stuff isn't that great. It's not. God, the Ace Ventura reference was really weird. I like, didn't like even I remember didn't, it. So the one guy from Epic Movie, or was it Date Movie that he was in, or was it both of them? Possibly Adam both. Campbell. Okay. <laughs> His face is weird. Oh, me the, out, the British guy. Yeah, the British guy. Basically says the Muppets did a good one. Ace Ventura did a bad one when referencing a oh, Christmas, Christmas Carol. Carol. And I'm yeah. like, Ace Ventura did a Christmas Carol. <laughs> and then I like I, it flooded into my head that at one point there was an Ace Ventura cartoon. Yeah. And like none of this. <laughs> rung did a we bell. talk about it already on the podcast? How weird it was that at one point Jim Carrey had three cartoons based on three movies. You airing brought that all up. I once. do remember yeah. having that conversation because it was Ace point. Ventura the cartoon, The Mask the cartoon, and Dumb and Dumber the cartoon. All were on television simultaneously. They were all bad. Side yeah, note. and that's kind of like oh, I miss that. Not Jim Carrey cartoons. Give like, whatever, but I miss where. You had a successful movie franchise. And everybody was We're like... We're going to turn it into a cartoon. Yeah, let's make it a Saturday morning cartoon. Beetlejuice, not? cartoon. Yeah. The bad Godzilla movie. Yeah. <laughs> cartoon. Toxic Crusaders. <laughs> oh, my God. Rambo, um, RoboCop. They all had cartoons. Yeah. It was I, ridiculous. It was like 80s and 90s. I guess now, like... Sorry to take it back to Marvel. We talk about that in another yeah. episode. But they've kind of got the Disney thing on their side so they do the cartoons but that's not, but the, other than but that's that, not even close to the same exactly yeah. but i kind of miss that i do there is a good line it's a very 30 rock line but i think the delivery is botched yeah. a little bit where they keep referring to the british guy as an elf they're like oh my little elf yeah. and at one point he goes i made cookies in a tree one time <laughs> <laughs> And he, uh, he is very elf-like. He is. He has a very distinct face and hair. Yeah, like, it's I very it distinct. <laughs> it is so odd to me. But that first thing, like, I saw him and he's like, he's in those parody movies, yeah. the bad ones. <laughs> the cast <laughs> of the show is really, really funny. Like, the like the side characters, is it, um not Horatio San- is who is, uh, you know what I'm talking about? There's, I do know who you're talking because about. Because she says... <laughs> She said something where she's like, and you can be yeah, Santa. Yeah, Horatio Santa. Yeah, she's like, you can be Santa because he's like, I, I you know, know why. I know why. <laughs> I know why. And I've been trying to lose weight. Yeah, and that's I've been very on Weight hurtful. Watchers for a year. <laughs> and that's very hurtful. Dude, it took me like three quarters of the way through the episode until I went and Taylor was sitting next to me and I went, that's Nicole Richie. Yeah. I didn't even realize She it. is unreasonably good in this yes. show. And that's why I think I didn't know that it was Nicole Richie. Yeah, she's so funny. The, like, and I felt bad feeling that way because, like, what do we know Nicole Richie from? I know her from the show she was on with Paris Hilton. Yeah, I know her day. from the the that's real it. life with Paris and yeah. Nicole and that she, like, married the lead singer of Good Charlotte. And that's, like, that's about right. as far yeah. as I know. Yep. But apparently... I mean, I hear that Paris Hilton's not nearly as bad of a person as that show made her out to be, but like, no. it seems like Nicole Richie did a lot 
to like overcome yeah. the stigma of that. Like I like when you read about her, it's like she's donating to these charities. Like she's like a very giving person now, which is awesome. But it also kind of sucks because when I think of Nicole Richie, the first thing I think of is like, oh, that's spoiled Brad on the real life. Dude, and honestly, <laughs> good for her. And I think it takes it back to did you watch the Britney Spears documentary? I haven't yet. One? I know that I need to be in like a mental place to watch you it. You definitely need to be in a mental place. Same and it's reason very... why I haven't watched uh Woody and and Mia. Yeah. Like it's just like I I will get there. Yeah, for but, sure. But I'm just like, I need to be in that mindset where I'm like, okay, this is gonna be some really difficult stuff to talk about. Like, let's just quiet space, yeah. light a candle, have a cup of tea. <laughs> like, let's just dive into this, it get a box of tissues. Very eye opening of oh, she, how the media portrayed pop stars back then. Yeah. Like, it's a lot. I would say, even though like we are more involved in the lives of stars nowadays with Twitter and other social media, the way the media like steered the narrative back in the day is awful and that, horrendous it was really bad and i think that it was a it was at a time where we weren't nearly as understanding of these people even though they are singing under their actual name mm-hmm. and they're not in a movie quote unquote they are still playing a character yeah and like because i remember like it was a long time before i was like oh like rob zombie isn't like this yeah. satanist he's not like <laughs> Uh, like walking down the street digging through the ditches and yeah. burning through the witches bro. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> like, it's like it took me like a lot like i was like i was probably like at least 13 14 when i was like this is just a dude who likes the same stuff that i do yeah. and figured out a way to like create a character he's like, oh he's just a bearded vegan really into 70s exploitation yeah, <laughs> like, <laughs> it's like exactly like it's it's very it was a very surreal transition yeah. all of those pop stars nsync britney spears yep. they were all caught up in this moment where it was like this is the image that you have and that is who you are as a person and you cannot be anything other yeah. than that and like if you break from that we will fucking bury yeah. you yeah and, and we like, as a society at that point, late 90s, early 2000s, fed off of that oh, controversy. We loved it. We, we loved fed it. off that controversy. And it's it's the same thing today. It's just less celebrities. And now it's more like strictly reality shows about quote unquote normal people. Yeah. Like, like the, the people on that 90 day fiance, same. the 6,000 pound life or whatever it's called. Yeah, like, it's, I mean, it's all exploitation. Yeah, it's always, and exactly. it always has been, but you also have like, I don't know, you watch those. So like I watched a bunch of 90 day fiance and it's fine. Yeah. But like, it's not like, I, I don't know. I, I'd much rather watch a competition show. Yeah. You know I mean? Like I'd much rather watch, I could sing the praises of this a million times. Everyone else has already done it. So there's no reason to go on a huge tangent, but like something like great British baking show where it is literally just wholesome people who love to cook and they're all there supporting each other. And it's just love and good times and competition. And like, that is a show that makes me feel good when I watch it versus 90 day fiance where I'm watching it and I'm like, like you're just cringing and you're like, Oh, this is so bad. Do you not realize that this person's terrible for you? Like it's, I'd rather watch good people do good things together than watch bad people be toxic. to. And I think there's, there's a place for that. Like every Thursday night I'm, I'm sitting with Taylor watching uh, Floribama Shore yeah. on MTV, <laughs> but I can also sit there and watch it and like, and I think everybody understands this at this point is while this is quote unquote reality TV, 
These people are playing characters. Well, and I think the biggest reason for that, and I've talked about this with a friend before, but like Jersey Shore really changed a lot. Yeah. Because the thing is, a lot of these shows, it's one season and then the person's gone. Yeah. But Jersey Shore, we hung out with these people for like five or six years. Yeah. And we got to really know their characters. But then when the show is over and you got to see like, oh, they're regular people. They're regular. Like you saw the situation deal with his drug addiction and like come out a pretty decent guy. Yeah. yeah. And like Paulie D just seems like the coolest dude. Yeah. Like I would 100% if there was an opportunity to hang out with like Vinny or Paulie D, I would do it because dude, they just yeah. seem like. Like, yeah, they put on, like, the the wisecracking characters on the Jersey Shore, and there's an element of that to them. Yeah. But they do seem like they are dudes who, like, are actually very much the opposite of the toxic masculinity that, like, you think of with the Jersey Shore because they are very, like, openly emotional with each other and, like, are all about their bromance. And I love, like, I love that we are in a place as, like, a guy who is always emotional from, like, the beginning of his life, we are in such a better place where it is a-okay to show, like, strong male friendships yeah, where, like, man. they love and cry and yeah. care about things. Like, yeah. that's amazing. Yeah. Um, and, I mean, I kind of going back to what you're saying where most of these shows are one and done, season, move on to the next group of people. With Flora Bamashore, which is obviously a yeah. take on the Jersey, Jersey Shore. Shore. I just started watching this season because, like, I mean, I was in a place before where I was like, trash TV. Yeah. Ha! Huh? There's, there's a place there's for it. There's definitely a place for oh, it. I, I mean, there's I, days where I'm just like, you know what? I'm just going to watch yep. a whole season of Vanderpump Rules and just be like, these people are terrible. But I'll, I'll watch it, and there's one character or one person specifically on that show, Gus, who I'm watching right now, and I'm like, this guy is just like just the biggest shithead. He's such an asshole. But Taylor, who's been watching it for four years now, like we're in the fourth season, she's like, he's been through a lot. Yeah. Like you really need to like calm down. Kind of kind of like, yeah, kind of watch his kind of arc from where he is. And it's hard to do that because this is yeah. all I'm seeing. That's all you're saying. But, but I'm no, sh- and that's like the benefit of that. Yeah. I've said I will. The only reality show that I'd ever consider doing a rewatch of is the Jersey Shore. Okay. Because they are very different people by the time they get to season six. Yeah. So it's like I want to rewatch it knowing that character arc, knowing that like, yeah, they're in a shit place. They're on a ton of drugs right now. They're yeah. like really alcoholics. But like we're going to get to season six and like the situation's going to go to rehab and like quit Coke and quick quit alcohol and do a whole season just drinking water at the bar and really go out of his way to try to make up for like the shitty things that he did in these seasons. Like that is cool. That is a cool thing to see and see that growth. I want to jump back to one more thing with great news. Oh, Uh, that's right. That's what we're talking about. Yeah. I'm just kidding. (laughs) So when we were talking about Rick and Morty earlier this month, we talked about the Jerry situation. Yes. So Carol has a husband that we never okay, see. Yeah, I had Dave. no idea what was going on with that. We like I looked at Taylor and I'm like, did I show? miss something at the end there? Because I no. think it's like, I don't even think it's a stinger. I think it's before the credits. Yeah, it's, it's before the credits. So we never see Dave in the show. Okay. But all that you know about it is that he is absolutely in love with his wife and his daughter and will do anything for them and like yeah. loves being a husband. And Carol just mistreats him constantly yeah. so like he shows up three times in the episode yeah. and all three times it makes me laugh the first time is she just yells dave get the saran wrap and he's like yeah. anything for you honey and then the second time 
<laughs> he's in hospital He's bed in the hospital. And, you know, and she goes, oh, I remember this year. This was the year that Dave dressed up like Santa and came down the chimney, but I forgot about the plan and lit a fire. Man, Dave really ruined Christmas that year. <laughs> but you're okay with this. Like, I feel I, like... I think it's because you don't opposite. physically ever see him. Okay. Like, like there's no personality You're kind of removed him. from the situation. Yeah, like, he's okay. just supposed to be there to be the butt of the joke. Yeah. But then the last one with the missus, because she's like... She said someone says something about where's your dad and she's like he's out volunteering like he does every Christmas. Yeah. So at the end of the episode it cuts to him and he's at the soup kitchen and he's ladling soup with Mrs. New Jersey and she's like, "Hey, do you want to go get dinner?" He goes, "Nope, I'm going to sit in the dark and wait for my Carol to come." Home. <laughs> like, Absolutely awful. And good on you, Dave, yeah, like, <laughs> for being a like good dude. So and, and I think that that's like we t- we've talked about 30 Rock before and 30 Rock I think is in the similar vein where you do have these characters that get shit on but they are so yeah. not human beings no. in any way shape or form where like Rick and Morty like Jerry's kind of a person yeah. in fact he's the most person like person of on the, the whole show cast yeah so like I think by making him this like completely faceless anonymous punching bag yeah it's very different like it's why I didn't like with The Office I'm blanking on his name, but the HR guy that Michael Scott is just... Oh, Toby. Toby. Yeah. Like, like because Toby's like a human being... Oh, dude, it, it's rough. It it's makes rough. it hard for yeah. me to watch. Yeah. Versus like the flip side is like Parks and Rec with Jerry because like Jerry literally is only there for those punchlines, but also because it's clear that like Jerry's fine with it. He's in on the joke. And Jerry gets the comeuppance. And I he mean, he has a hot wife, yeah, like, like, like three gorgeous daughters. It's like, like a very thin line between like when it's really upsetting yeah. and when it's really funny. But I, I think that not ever showing Dave's face is a very smart move yeah. to like make us be able to just be like, that's not an actual thing. Exactly. <laughs> like, As opposed to Jerry, where there's like an entire season built around his divorce. Yeah. <laughs> It's no, rough. It's, it's rough. rough. It's really um, not great. <laughs> so let me ask you, is this something you'll watch every Christmas from here on out now? I think it might be because okay. I do think that it's like similarly to the Luda Christmas episode of yeah. 30 Rock. Like it actually does hit a lot of those Christmas yeah. beats that I look forward to. But I do think that it's funny enough and also like 20 minutes, like whatever. Yeah. yeah I mean, like, sure. Why yeah. not? It's something that I think that the episode is good in the sense of you can kind of watch it without knowing any of the characters or anything yeah. and still be like, okay, I get this. Like it's, it's funny enough on its own, right. That like, it's a good show to bust out to show people who've never seen it. Just to be like, do you want to watch like a really fucking weird Christmas special? <laughs> it's a bummer that the Carol stuff isn't funnier. Like the yeah. Christmas Carol stuff isn't funnier because I really think that that PD and the dad is so funny. Yeah. The one other joke that they do with the PD and that I forgot about until just now is when she brings Petey to the office and he's like, oh no, I'm not going to hang out with him. You're supposed to babysit him. And she's having a conversation and every time it cuts back, he's further away. Like he's like standing next to her and then he's at the end of the office and then he's at the top of the stairs yep. and yeah. he's like not even in the shot. <laughs> but yeah, it's it's not a great show. I think I saw on Netflix it has like a 55% rating and I'm like, and that's think, about fair. Yeah, I think one of the problems with the show is I think 30 Rock had that that, that tone nailed down perfectly. Where yeah. I think that great news has a lot of mixed tones with it, especially with specific characters. Carol 
being one of them like yeah. i'm like all right is she ditzy is she like a clean freak like what well, carol's I- actually the biggest problem in the episode yeah i think yeah because w- the difference is that 30 rock 30 rock was able to exist just being the story of tina Fey's character yeah you know what i mean like you didn't need a side character it's tina and jack yeah um this it's like oh it's a mother-daughter story that's also in this world surrounded by all these characters and i think that insertion of the mother like i get that it was like an interesting way to do something different you bring on like this comedic legend from the 50s to play the mother and everything but it just doesn't really work it doesn't vibe well the show is worth watching it's 22 episodes it's like whatever knock them out like it's i i would be legitimately shocked to meet anybody who's like oh great news my favorite show of all time like yeah it's like, have you seen 30 Rock? Like, <laughs> and that's my thing is like, I got through the episode and I'm like, that really made me want to watch 30 Rock. Yeah. Like- <laughs> no. And and it's, I mean, it's 30 Rock light. Yeah. I mean, that's the best way to describe yeah. it. I, I think that if they had lost a couple elements, it would have been tighter, but it's good. I mean, didn't cry. I don't, didn't cry. I, yeah. No, no, no tears on this, on this no, couch. But while it was a recommendation from you, I would also recommend give it a watch. Yeah. It's Check not it out. bad perfectly fine check it out christmas Save- 365 says two thumbs up yes yeah, certified christmas 365 <laughs> well merry christmas dylan merry christmas matt whoa, oh, whoa, oh, oh, now we won't stop till the big ball drops on new year's You're listening to the Geekscape Network. Do you like to laugh, geek out on music, and learn all about that band or artist who had that one song back in the day, but then seemed to fall off the face of the earth? If so, you need to subscribe to One Hit Thunder. Together with an array of interesting and hilarious guests, we do a weekly dive into one-hit wonders like Eiffel 65's Blue, Krayshawn's Gucci Gucci, EMF's Unbelievable, Delamitri's Roll to Me, Los Del Rio's Macarena, Musical Youth's Past the Duchy, and even Patrick Swayze's She's Like the Wind. So are you subscribed to One Hit Thunder or what? As Desiree would say, you gotta be. And as K7 would encourage, you gotta come baby come and join in on the fun of the One Hit Thunder podcast. You're listening to the Geekscape Network.